This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Kia ora and welcome to Planet Women. I'm Amanda Manell from the Hiritonga Women's Centre. Many people have heard of Women's Refuge, New Zealand's largest nationwide organisation that supports and helps women and children who are experiencing family violence. And today I'm very fortunate to be joined in the studio by Te Farifano Purotu Māori Women's Refuge Manager Sandra Verko. Welcome to Planet Women, Sandra. Thank you. Uh, The work that you and your organisation do is so important in our community, so I thought that I would um, start by just learning a little bit more about you and your background, uh, your role at Farifano Purotu, and what brought you to be involved in this type of work. Oh, thank you for having me here. Um, Yeah, I can definitely uh, talk a little bit to that. Um, So I'm of Ngāti Kahanunu descent. Um, I spent 12 years in the mental health uh, sector and um, support roles. I went to get some more studies um, under my belt to help understand in more depth about trauma and how that affects people. My current um, role, I am the manager of Te Whare Pūrotu, Māori Women's Refuge, based here in Hooks Bay. I came into the support, um, to the space to support Fano in our community to help help them break free of family harm and fear um, that they have in their homes. Um, I grew up knowing a little bit about what it's like to be um, in domestic violence. Um, I've seen seen my friends uh, sort of get beaten up for not having their beds straight. Um, I recently learnt about um, some history in my own in my own family line um, with pregnancies and um, getting beaten up by their husbands. So that kind of, those stories are what kind of drives me to, to do the work that I do in our community and also to find um, better ways that we can deal with uh, trauma. I also uh, get to be a part of an awesome uh, national collective of independent women's movement um, within Aotearoa which helps me with the tools and skills to bring back into our Kahununu community. Amazing. And that personal and lived experience is so important in the work that you do. Absolutely. really brings the level of understanding that um, sometimes those who haven't had those experiences don't, don't know. Mm. So when we talk about family harm or family violence or domestic violence, what, what exactly are, are we meaning? Um, sure. Um, so there's types of um, violence um, that we can identify. I've got a few that I'd like to sort of talk about. So sexual is is by touching any part of another human inappropriately without consent, clothed or not. So we, may, we know that this is not okay. Um, we need to encourage the victim to get support uh, from police or services like ours so that they're not w- walking alone. Um, mm. Emotional, um, humiliating, shouting, threatening, criticising, calling people names. Um, this is all emotional abuse and we need to make a stand. When we hear this, this can lead to long-term impacts on someone's life. Mm-hmm. Um, we go into physical. Physical violence is one of um, people that can identify the most because of its cause 
from anger and aggression towards a victim. A victim has a lot of fears and it's often not reported or it is reported um, but the victim is fearing for their life so they may not want to make a statement. It's really important we don't judge a person while we're supporting them. able to seek their own solutions to help them in the situation that they're in. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got spiritual, this type of abuse can be recognised not as easily but and sometimes they, they're not sure where the line is between abuse and not abuse insulting other people's belief systems feeling isolated, rejected from your spiritual community public shaming, humiliation those are all types of um, spiritual abuse we're going into sort of um, cultural abuse it's huge in New Zealand Yeah, um, we're experiencing cultural abuse every day towards um, towards their own indigenous languages, uh, religious beliefs, customs, attitudes towards another person that is abusive. This is all violence, and the more awareness that we raise, the better, because New Zealand is a very multicultural place with its own indigenous people. Yeah. Financial, that's another huge one. Um, There are some signs that we can sort of know that we've been or know of someone that's been financially abused, taking money possessions without their knowledge or approval, insisting on money to be transferred uh, to the abuser's account with um, holding money for the essentials such as clothing, sanitary items, sabotaging methods uh, of transport to get to work, selling a car without permission, emptying the petrol tank so they can't go anywhere, being forced to work for their partners for little or no money, uh, threatening them with violence um, if they didn't resign or change their jobs. Um, Some of these signs are small details, not being able to go out, social activities where they normally could, not being able to buy basic staples uh, when that's not normally an issue. We need to be able to listen to the victims, support them, discuss the options, total them, uh, with the best decisions that they can make in that situation. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that um, important to note that lots of those abuse types don't or violence types don't happen in isolation. So often women will be experiencing a number of different types of abuse whilst in a relationship um, and all of those compound on the experiences that she's having. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that kind of leads us nicely into talking about those of us who perhaps think that family violence doesn't affect us or it happens in certain types of families or certain types of communities and sometimes we can think uh, that a whole lot of things that are negative can happen in lower socioeconomic communities or um, other groups. So we, we just know that that's simply not true. So can you talk with us a little bit about the prevalence of family violence in Aotearoa uh, and the impact that it has across all cultures and ethnicities and socioeconomic groups? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Good Shepherd is uh, where I'm going to look at for accurate information. Uh, you can find them. You can find the stats that I'm about to talk about on the website. Um, New Zealand is estimated that only three thirty-three percent of family violence cases are reported. On average, police attend a family violence episode every four minutes. Sixty-seven percent of family violence episodes still remain unreported. Nearly half of all homicides and reported violent crimes are related to family violence. Family violence events have increased 
60% over the past five years and are predicted to increase by another 35% by 2025. Wow. In 2020, 2021, there are over 155 family harm incidents where accounted for 16% of all police frontline activity. Our children present at nearly two-thirds of all family violence incidents police respond to. This increase continues. Police anticipate their response time will almost half, from four minutes to two and a half minutes by 2025. Research suggests that some groups are at higher risk than others experiencing family violence. Physical, sexual, intimate partner violence affects one in two. That's 58% of Māori women over a lifetime where other forms of family violence include this and could be as high as 80%. Physical and sexual um, affects one in three, 34% of European women over a lifetime and one in three, 32% of Pacific women. Asian women are lower... A lifetime prevalence of 1 in 10, 11.5%, but advocates believe there are lower rates of reporting in Asian communities. Disability and disabled people experience higher rates of both partner violence and non-partner violence. So now, yeah. yeah, very sobering statistics and very um, real and prevalent in our community and so I guess one of the reasons that I was really keen for you to come and talk on Planet Women is really so that we can learn about what supports are out there because there'll be women listening who may be experiencing violence themselves, there'll be women listening who um, may know somebody in their whānau that needs some support and then there'll be other listeners that actually just having a little bit more information around where people can get help, they might help uh, when they see something happen in their workplace or their social group or within their wider whānau. So can you share with us, Sandra, about the supports that you offer at Te Whare Whānau to Māori Women's Refuge? Absolutely. Safety is our focus. Um, we can do this a number of ways of supporting um, with a safe house that our wahini and children can seek uh, refuge while breaking free from family harm. We have a number of services available. Our most important part of the work is our crisis line. You can t- contact us day and night uh, on 0800 733 Follow the prompts. This will get you support from any of our refuges throughout the country. It's really important you, you know that we have trained staff that will help you navigate your way to safety. We also provide a whānau protect service. Um, This helps you and your whānau to remain safe in your home. There are a number of options we can provide. Please do not hesitate to contact us um, and we will support you with this. You can directly contact us locally on 06 878 2042. Safe House is where we have a safe house in Hawke's Bay that our wahini and children can utilise. Again, you can contact us in any of the numbers that I've said above. We also have a website. You can go on as well, our Facebook page. You can type in Te Whare Whanau and you'll find us on there. You're, um, you can talk to us. Yeah. Okay, amazing. And so important for women to know that if they need um, support and to go into a safe house that their children are going to be able to come to, that they, they don't have to make that decision. Yeah, that's right. 
we can sit down and talk with you about what your safety plan is and what that looks like for you and how we can support you with the best decisions in your situation. Yeah, amazing. Okay. For um, somebody that might be worried about the safety about their safety or the safety of someone they know, they know, can you just reiterate again exactly how they go about getting help? Yep, so you can reach out to us. We have a team that would be happy to sit with you and listen. It's important uh, that you know this was comes without judgment. There'll be no shame in reaching out. Our services are confidential. Our advocates carry a range of safety uh, plans to help meet your needs. Um, please don't stay silent. Um, you can reach us again on any of the numbers that I've said above, uh, any of our websites. Um, you can call 0800 Refuge. Um, 0800-733-843 And um, maybe just important to note you're a Māori Women's Refuge (laughs) so let's talk about um, what that means in terms of um, your the women that you support so if somebody is listening and thinking Sandra sounds amazing and actually I really need some support um, do women need to be Māori to contact you or how does that work? Um, It's really important that that people know that yes, we're a co papa Māori service, but however, we um, we will um, total support anybody that reaches out to our service. You don't have to be Māori to reach out to us. However, it's just the way we operate is in a um, sort of a co papa Māori kind of a way. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So we're heading into Christmas. It's December now, uh, and we know that this time of year can be particularly stressful for many whānau and families. Um, what are some of the extra pressures that you see at this time of the year that mean women are more vulnerable to violence? Sure. So this time of year is particularly hard for um, people in Aotearoa. Um, there's a lot of pressure around some of those um, examples that I mentioned before about physical um, and financial pressure yeah um, being in the same sort of space um, having time at home having your kids full-time pressure or stress of being around family um, having the abusive partner more present because they're not at work because of shutdowns in their workplaces um, this not only forces couples together but removes some victims opportunity to um, to seek help um, so it's really important that we look out for those signs um, and be able to, to support that person that's going through um, domestic violence or family harm. Um, putting on a happy face as the holiday period is supposed to be a happy, to- happy time. Many victims feel pressure to maintain this image no matter what's going on in their home. Mm. They may feel ashamed or abused. Um, this is heightened during what's supposed to be a time of relaxation and celebration. For this reason, many choose not to seek help in, in order to keep up those appearances. So it's really important we be mindful of that. Mm. And, um, yeah, and, and just sort of, again, supporting that person to reaching out for help. Alcohol is huge in New Zealand. Um, the holiday season may give many people who have already had substance abuse uh, even more license to indulge resulting in more episodes of family harm in our community. So we really need to be um, mindful if somebody says, look, I'm not drinking today, we really need to support them. Yeah. Um, because we don't know what's going on for them. 
Yeah. Or if they've had too much to drink, try and get them to wind back a little bit. Yeah. Um, financial pressure um, to provide or live outside their normal budgets, getting loans to help them get through Christmas period, causing tensions in the home when victims are not able to provide a solution. Um, these are some of the, the signs to look out for is hypersensitivity, verbal abuse, controlling behaviour, isolation, unrealistic expectations, blaming, trends of violence, use of force. So those are some of the things that we can be mindful over that Christmas period. And again, um, reaching out to those 0800 numbers or into your local community, local services, um, and not staying silent. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that when families and whānau come together, there's more opportunity for people who aren't normally living in that household to see the things that might be going on so to know that there's some avenues that they can go to um, to get help for the women in their lives is really important so for the women that may be really struggling over the Christmas period um, because they're living in a home where there's violence how do they get help what uh, what's What's the opening hours of refuge and oh, sure. over the holiday period yeah. and, and what do they do if they can't get through? All of those sort of logistic things. Yes, sure. So the, the 800 number is a 24-7 support line. So it, it's a crisis line. They can ring it day or night. Um, we do have a local office here um, behind the police station in the tower building, level one office two. Um, you can reach us there in sort of normal working hours. Yep. Um, if, if you can't get us, please don't give up. Please go to the police station. Um, use your use your um, services that are around you. Um, the support will come. It's important that people make themselves a safety plan. It could be anything from having themselves um, have a phone somewhere in the home that's that's charged. Um, talking to a whānau member that may be their safe person. It could be um, having a bag packed, um, ready, so when the opportunity arises you can get out. Um, reaching out to hide my visit. Um, a lot of uh, retail stores have hide my visit now. You've got um, most of the supermarket chains, Countdown, New World, Pack and Save. You have the warehouse. Um, you have... I think came out. There's a whole lot of them, and it's a it's a green icon at the very bottom of um, of the website page, and it's it's a symbol. Looks like a TV screen. It's green, and um, you press that, and you'll go into a confidential, shielded site that people are able to talk to you and get you help straight away. And the abuser will not know because they'll think you're shopping. Right. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really important that those um, sites are, are available to you. Wonderful. Really busy time of the year, I would imagine, for you guys um, because of what you've just talked about. And I guess that uh, I wanted to um, acknowledge the amazing work that you do in our community. Um, I know certainly for us at the Heretonga Women's Centre, we are often calling on your support um, for some of the women that that we support. And so, yeah, just really wanted to affi um, the work that you do in our community and thank you um, on behalf of the wahine that we know that you've supported um, for 
for helping them. And so I know that many of our listeners will be listening to you talk and wondering what they can do to help because people are passionate about helping out. Um, And so for some people, this might be as simple as helping you and your team support the women you work alongside. So is there anything that would be particularly useful for your team at this time of year, whether that's support, donated items, money, whatever it might be? And how do people go about getting this to you? Absolutely. Um, so there are a number of opportunities coming up. The Hastings Warehouse have an apple size uh, donation bin. Um, Napier Warehouse have it too. Um, you can tr- contribute in there if you're already shopping and you feel um, the the passion to give. Um, yeah, you can put something in there. There's um, Pack the Bus um, has, is um, coming up I think uh, one of the radio stations has got that going Um, so you can reach out uh, through Facebook just type in pack the bus it'll give you all the information on how to donate to them Um, that all comes to refuge Um, you can contact us directly um, come up to level one and see us and we can um, talk to you more about what you'd like to donate Um, yeah toiletries clothing um, we're often looking for um, things that we can pamper our mums with because they are our, our survivors and obviously the ones that get forgotten because they're worried about their children or yeah, yeah. their families. So um, shoes, often kids come with no shoes, um, uh, even just a simple game that they can play in the safe house. So um, whatever you're sort of compelled to, to give, we really appreciate. Um, yeah, Amazing. Thank you. I know that people will feel potentially overwhelmed by some of what you've talked about, Sandra, particularly around the stats and prevalence of violence. Sometimes we're a little bit um, naive to the things that are happening in our community. So for people to have a sense of what they can do to help is so important. Yeah. I just wanted to um, firstly thank our community for this year. Particularly, um, it has been particularly hard for our families. The generosity doesn't go unnoticed. Our local businesses, we can't express how much um, your support means to us. Um, And I wanted to just share briefly something because I'm... um, uh, as, as this sort of interview was coming up, I was thinking about our community, um, the domestic violence that has been uh, sort of in the papers or um, online. Um, so I just kind of wrote something that I'd like to um, share um, in memory of, of those who have uh, lost their life to, to domestic violence. I'm not a poet by any means, but <laughs> I wrote a little something. Um, so here it goes. Uh, let the clan- candle glow for, the, for our mentors and diamonds who have been making a stand to share the light, standing in resistance against domestic violence. Let the candle glow on those who stood for women's rights and calling out for change, may, that we may have a vote and have a voice to walk in independence. Let the candle glow for our most vulnerable wahine and children that seek refuge and comfort within their community so they too can walk in freedom from the hands that they fear. Let the candle burn for those who have lost their lives through domestic violence and forever hold a piece of healing to share with Fano so that they can be upheld to combat the feelings of rage and sadness they have in their darkest hour. Let the candle burn over our communities, bringing unity, safety, kindness and compassion so that we can become a beautiful region of Ngāti Kahununu that has always destined to be. Stand tall, Hawke's Bay. 
No longer must we stand quiet and accept the fate. We must rise and take the mic for those who have been silenced forever. Keep the embers going, glowing so that the candle can shine bright in remembrance of those who we have lost. And RIP to all the wahini and people who have lost their life due to domestic violence. Thank you, Sandra. That's a beautiful way to finish our segment. Um, thank you very much for being here with us um, today. Uh, and just as a last, anybody that needs some support from Refuge, please, please call out. This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.